And now, Jalen and Jacoby on ESPN Radio. When I pop the trunk, head to death. Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV, pop the trunk. Make a pop the trunk and hit the sweet. That stupid out pop the trunk. Now give me your bo-bo, bo-bo. He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up? Doe. I'm still David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style. We're Jalen Jacoby. What do we do? We get a people. What the Happy Monday, everybody. We're back after a day off on Friday. Huge. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. Disappointing tournament weekend. I'm here for the buzzer beaters, the upsets, the good games to go down to the wire, the iconic moments. We had a game that I will not soon forget. It's kind of saved the weekend late on Sunday. But it was kind of a ho-hum tournament weekend. Don't you agree, Mr. Rose? Well, the idea of Cinderella has always been overrated as it related to the NCAA tournament. And here's what I mean. You're going to have some double-digit seeds possibly make it through the first weekend every now and then, make it all the way to the Final Four. But you never seen them cut down the nets. Mm-mm. Butler was the closest. Butler, was, Butler the closest. was like an inch away. Butler was an inch away. But I got news for everybody. And feel free to run with this term. I'm just giving it away. Feel free. There's actually an opportunity for that to change this year, however. And I'm calling this a mainstream Cinderella. Gonzaga. Yeah. They're not a Power 5 conference. I watched some of their game. I was like, they look good. Okay. They would represent to me to be the first Cinderella to actually win it all if they're able to. So what seed are they in their region? First. Oh, okay. So it's not really a Cinderella. Well, what's, what makes you a Cinderella is not be a part of the Power Five, sir. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know that you had, you had control over making the rules over. No, I'm they, not making know. up the rules. I'm just, yeah, showing you, yeah, yeah. I'm just showing you the difference between be... major collegiate basketball and the Power Five yes. versus everyone else. I, I, I think that it would be a, a benchmark for non-Power 5 schools. It would be a historic moment. But, like, watching the games, they, they look like they're ready to make a run. Clark and Hachimura can ball. I love Hachimura. Sure, straight up. Like, so I, I'm looking to see them continue to advance. And hopefully I get a chance to watch them perform at a at a big time level and don't sleep on my Michigan Wolverines either. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean they went to the finals last year. All I know is John Beeline stands on the sideline, I wake up we in the Sweet 16. Then I know we in the Elite 8. And now it's like I'm just kind of getting used to this thing. It, I know it has been. You know? It's like the Trey Burke run and then the, the Mo Wagner run. <laughs> right. It's been a couple of years. Like that wasn't separated by that many years. Was that 5 years apart? Yeah, that's 6 not, years that's apart. Not that long ago. Listen. You know I'm pulling for the Wolverines. And one thing I did, so here's something that, that I've, I've changed my life for the better. Don't fill out a bracket. I can just root for, for whoever I want to win. Let's say I had Duke going to the Final Four. Last night I would be rooting for Duke instead of UCF. You're missing a whole point of not only what it takes to be a Cinderella, but why people fill out brackets. Gambling. 
How can you say it to a microphone, don't fill out a bracket? The only reason why they're doing it is to gamble. No, no, no. I said to a microphone, I did something that made my life better. Didn't fill out a bracket. You said you were going to give advice. I, I'm just telling people what I do. And I understand that other people probably won't, you know, get the same enjoyment from this. But I just like being, I like being a free agent. I like being a free agent fan. When it, cause I don't, listen, I'm not, I'm not paying close attention to these 64 teams. I'm not gonna act like I watched five games from start to finish of all 64 teams going into this, into the, uh, tournament. So I just pick who I want and who I like based on what I'm seeing right in front of me. I didn't watch a lot of Liberty games, <laughs> but I like that Draymond Green center dude they got. You know what I mean? Little stretch mark four out there, making getting some assists. So I kind of fall in love with my little teams here and there. But at least you're consistent because you're a die easy fan. Mm-hmm. That, that's basically you're transferring those superpowers you have, yes, those professional exactly fan, to your habits of exactly. the NCAA tournament. Exactly, and it really enriches my enjoyment of the tournament. Another thing is this: is I probably filled out. 15 brackets in a row. Do you know how many pools I won? No. Nah. Do you know how many times I got close? No. Nah. So it's just kind of like, why am I doing this? It's like, same reason I don't buy lottery tickets. Guess what? Powerball, $750 million. My wife was like, we need to get a ticket. They're like, we're not going to win. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Spoiler alert. We're, no one's going to show up at our house with a big check with 750 followed by six zeros. Ain't going to happen. So I look at those two things different. One... I agree with you because I didn't fill out a bracket either. And being a former player, I always felt a little dirty doing it because I understand the sweat equity that goes into being a player and not being able to participate in all of the money changing hands. So, and then there was a period of time where my team wasn't like a top seed. So I'm not gonna be filling out no brackets. <laughs> yeah, have Michigan y'all leaving? Yeah, the first yeah, yeah, weekend. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? I wasn't filling that out. I'm not I like supporting that. that. I like that. I like so, that. So when we got John Beeline and he started to get the players that he wanted and stuff like that, around Trey Burke years, that's why I was like, you know, I'm gonna start filling one out again. So I filled one out those few years, picked Michigan to win it every year, mm-hmm. and I was gonna do that this year too. But I'm like you. I just want to sit back and enjoy the enjoy the games, enjoy the game, just see where it goes. So I don't have to look at my phone to see if I who I had when this is happening and that's happening. And it ends up always kind of ruining your bracket. We have a very exciting show today. We have a very special guest. We have a special guest, Cass Cassidy Hubbard, the one only Cass is going to bring some class to our set, some responsible journalism. Exactly. Someone, when they actually break news, it has people that they can verify gave them the information. Jalen. Cassidy Hubbard is here. Yeah. Yes. Welcome. Cassidy Welcome. Hubbard is Welcome. here. You know her from all of her work here at ESPN, especially her NBA sideline work. We're just going to keep her very busy in the next couple months. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, How many years stop. have you been at ESPN? Uh, I it will be 10 years wow. uh, come August. What? Wow. what? We've come a long way from standing up at 2.20 a.m. Yes! To try to just do Shout out, R.I.P. Pour one out for NBA tonight. NBA, NBA Coast to Coast. Bruce Bernstein. That was yes, back when Bruce I used to be able to stay up to watch that. Like, now I'm, <laughs> now I've been asleep for four hours at that point. But back in my younger days, I would, I would probably come home and watch that. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Cassidy. We start with the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors hosted the Pistons. It was an interesting game. But one thing that was really interesting about it was Kevin Durant's performance. He had 11 assists. Durant was distributing, but he only took six shots attempts and scored 14 points. Jalen, what do you think about Durant, the distributor? 
I wasn't mad at it as a Pistons fan. I hope that he kept passing and not shooting, especially since they've been struggling playing at home. Um, but that's how the Golden State Warriors going to have to function. They have so many skilled players that demand shots that are going to have high usage. It's important for him in games where he's not necessarily the hot guy to distribute the basketball and make everybody else feel comfortable about their roles. Going to have to function when? That's how they're going to have to function in the playoffs? As they progress through the regular season. Oh, okay. Once the playoffs oh. come, Cause, cause that's what I'm saying. him, Steph, and Clay taking all No, the no, time. I know. Because Dre, Dre said... Basically, when it comes money time, we're gonna need him to take more than six shots. Correct. <laughs> I mean, I, I find it, it, it was cute, you know, and that's, that's pretty much what, <laughs> right. what, what this Warriors team is, is with nine games left, uh, Kevin Durant can, you know, play around with his game and mm-hmm. become a distributor because that's what this team allows. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna have to need to take more than six shots and, you know, good on him. The Warriors, they had 31 assists. He said he wanted to play a different game because he forced a lot of shots against the Mavs when they, you know, got blown out. So I think this is just him like, all right, I can play with my game because I'm on the Warriors. Well, it's interesting because they've played a few games without Kevin Durant and I'm watching those games. I said to myself, like, huh, like, is this what next season is going to look like? So, Cassie, I'm going to ask you straight up, do you think Kevin Durant Mm. will leave the Warriors? And, personally, do you think he should leave the Warriors? Well, look, I'm I'm not in the business of telling grown-ups what to do with their careers. Um, I think what he should do is uh, figure out what he wants to do and what he wants with his life. Because he says that the NBA does not fulfill him. So he needs to figure out what fulfills him. Um, and is that, you know, his uh, 35 ventures? Is it, is it outside of basketball? Does he really want to be considered the greatest of all time? Does he want to be out of this uh, second best, uh, you know, discussion when it comes to the NBA? I, I don't know. I mean, when you, when you think about Kevin Durant, to me, face value, you think about someone who's struggling to figure out what he really wants. So mm. what what should he do? I mean, if he wants to win another championship and just stack up rings, of course he should stay with the Warriors. But if there's something else that he's seeking, if he really wants to be in New York to to build an empire outside of basketball, then, you know, do you. Uh, so I, I don't really know. I don't have any advice for him um, as far as what he should do for his basketball career, but personally he should try to figure out where his happy is. And since he's going to be a free agent, of course we're going to do a lot of speculating on what we cons- what we think he's going to do. I believe he's going to leave. And as I watched the team a little bit further over this last month, I started to take it a step further and consider myself saying these are the reasons he should Ooh. leave. How about being a guy that puts up the kind of numbers that he puts up and you're never going to be considered for the MVP? How about a guy that left the Oklahoma City Thunder to come to the Golden State Warriors, just like you just said, Cassidy, Mm -hmm. won finals MVP back-to-back years, and that does not make him happy? How about when we talk about who the best players in the game is? He don't even get mentioned. We've diminished... His greatness from him leaving OKC to the Warriors without realizing it. And now that he's living it, it's almost like, wait a minute. They're not treating me like I'm number one. Like, I'm seeing him sparring a little bit back and forth with Steve Kerr in the media. I'm seeing him going back and forth with Draymond in the huddle. I'm seeing the team play better when he's not in the lineup, but Steph is. And the team really struggling when he's in the lineup and Steph isn't. Mm Mm-hmm. 
in particular against the Dallas Mavs. That's the problem because people are always going to be get second guessing if he's even the best player on his own yes. team. Correct. Let alone yes. in the NBA. Yes. It is. And it's interesting that you bring up the MVP conversation because that transitions very nicely into what James Harden did, which Friday night and in a tournament weekend seems like a million years ago. But Friday night against the Spurs, James Harden had one of his best performances of his career. 61 points, mm. tying his career high. And in my mind, kind of silencing the Giannis for MVP thing. Cassidy, is James Harden or Giannis Antetokounmpo your MVP right now? So, um, hashtag no big deal, but I do get a vote. So, you know, yeah, I'm really, um, oh, okay. There are about like what 175 people walking the earth with votes. Yo, I get real stressed about it. It's a lot. It's yes. a, like it's a it's a lengthy process. You got to dedicate like a day to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, research leading into it, but the day of sitting down looking at it. I don't know. Giannis was my MVP. Um, because, but I, I, I struggle with the definition. I know we've had, you guys have this conversation over and over again. What's the definition of MVP? Of course. He's the best player on the best team, uh, most complete player, um, you know, in, in the, in the league right now for, for the best player and the best team. Uh, I, I guess I'm still sticking with Giannis, even with mm, James Harden. Interesting. Even though, to me, I don't even, I, 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 I would argue that the Rockets may not even be in the playoffs without James Harden because of all the injuries and what he has had to do to carry this team. And I worry about, you know, him in the playoffs. Like, he's struggled in the last couple of years. Yep. So I'm still sticking with Giannis because of just the fact that I'm so surprised at what the Bucks have done this year. Um, and when I see Giannis just as a player, he, to me, is the best player. It's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out because I also am a voter, and right now I would vote for James Harden. I think that there's a lot of basketball still to be played with around 10 games remaining yeah. for yep. both yep. spots. For each. So each can still give me some big-time Heisman moments, as I like to call them. But so far, it seems like Harden has done that. He's given me 60-point games, 50-point games, 40-point games, 30-point streaks. And he I'm, has six games where he's scored over 50. How about that? Six games. And, and, and so I, I've said multiple times, even before this year, like he's the most unique offensive player that the game will see. Nobody else is going to lead the league at any point of their careers, any point of their careers, in total points, in total assists. Usually that's two pe- different people. Free throws made and three-pointers made. Okay, at some point, different players start to fall off with those um, categories. For him to maintain that, it's, it's a level of it's excellence. It's fun because it's some of the, the people that follow the NBA as close as we do. Is a lot of times at this point in the season, the MVP's kind of locked up. You know what I mean? So it makes it more fun because you now when you watch a Bucks game, you look at a Giannis like, is he trying to do something? Like the All-Star game where you're like, ooh, is this person trying to get the MVP? It's like every night with the Bucks and Rockets play, those two players kind of have something to shoot for. I mean, last year I had a little bit of regret. I picked James Harden as my MVP, but a little part of me wish I would have picked LeBron because of mm. what he did and he played, you know, all 82 games and the performance he put. I think we forget because of all the drama that happened this year. Um but I now kind of feel like it's reverse. Like, uh, you know, James Harden was on the best team and he was the best player for, for the Rockets. Um, 
But this year, is, he's carried this Rockets team. Like you said, there's nine games left. I could change my mind. But I think I'm still holding on to Giannis with a little tipping to, to Harden. It'll be interesting to it's see. It's going to be so fun to see. I'm, I'm going to ask you guys who you're voting for on the day of. Because yeah. someone tells me it'll still it's be changing. questionable at this point. And you're right. I still don't know what I'm going to do for Rookie of the Year either. Because that, that's going. I thought it was Luka locked mm. up. No, it was about two months ago. I know, <laughs> yes, right? When you know the game in a good spot. Right. You're debating yep. MVP and you're and debating Rookie, rookie of the Year. And not and not based on the technicality like last year. So um, I know you listen to every podcast from front to back, and you watch every single episode of Jalen and Jacoby. So yes. you know this, yes. but we do podcasts. part of the people that you guys, you know, we do podcast exclusive content because, as you know, you worked at ESPN for a long time. The executives have the TVs on in their office all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't listen to the podcast exclusive no. stuff. <laughs> so this is where we do the too hot for TV topics. Brad, hit the button. See, Brad's on it today. Shout to Brad. Okay. Now, this is, I'm about to do something to a microphone that Jalen gets very upset about. I'm going to question some of the moves of none other than Dr. Dre. Okay. In, in the wake of the USC scandal, Dr. Dre posted this. (laughs) My daughter got accepted into USC all on her own. No jail time. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. (laughs) However, after some research was done, Dr. Dre and Jimmy Ovine, Ivine, Jimmy Ovine, Jimmy Ivine, Jimmy Ivine, Jimmy Jimmy Ivine. Ivine. yes. I watched like that documentary twice. Still can't say his name. <laughs> Wait, just a legend in the music. <laughs> the business. two of them gave seventy million dollars to USC to build a music academy on campus. Aye. Mm. So Mr. 70? Rose, seven zero. So Mr. Rose. So when you're going, if you're working in college admissions and someone comes across your desk. You know, there's some sort of post-it note on top that was like, oh, by the way. <laughs> by the way. Uh, $35 million. BTW. Was given. So you might want to, you know, look this one over twice. So I have to say this. And I thought about this when the scandal first broke. And cre- please correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody that's actually intelligent sitting at this desk. <laughs> I don't know about that. So no shade to USC, but it ain't it ain't the hardest school to get into, oh, don't right? Get, don't get my wife started on this. No, no, it is though. There, is there, it? There's a certain there's like the film academy, the film school is very hard, business school is very hard. Okay, but but I think if you're in state, it's easier to get in. Okay. Yes, out yeah. of state, very hard. It's like UNC is really hard to get into out of state too. Gotcha, like, gotcha. Because so, I, I didn't I didn't look at it as like oh it's going to be like Ivy League tough to get in type of school. It was interesting when you saw the thing. First of all, great job by Jalen Rose. He's so good at media. Hasn't talked about Dr. Dre once. Hasn't <laughs> question. But this is smart. Because when you do see the list, it's like Yale, Harvard, Princeton, USC. You're like, ah! Yeah, but think about it, though. Like, USC has that sunshine that, ki- you know, kids want to go to yes. college in L.A. Yes. yes. And point. So oh, that's yeah. a oh, When Rodney different. P. was popping, I had a USC champion sweatshirt. <laughs> and I was guaranteed to go there. But I think that my wife growing up called it University of Second Choice. Damn. Behind yeah. UCLA? <laughs> what? Behind oh. UCLA? Oh, just like other schools. I guess Cal. I don't know. I, I just I Shout just out to on. your wife's brains. Yeah. Okay. But, but so so here's the thing is, Dr. Dre, you can donate $70 million to the school. That's not illegal. It's illegal to act like your daughter is a, a crew rower. Right. When she's not. Correct. Yeah, but you know? but but it's flagrant, to, to, to quote you, to... To act like you didn't have any influence. Yes, that's the thing. Is he wrote? You, so, you don't have to. He, he didn't have to do the post. He didn't. He didn't. That's why he took it down. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> real quick. He getting real bread. Seventy million to a college. I know. But this is Dr. Dre. He has a lot of money. He has a man he has that beats money. So <laughs> I tried to tell him he's the most influential hip hop icon of all time. That was also an artist. 
can't name anybody that tops. So then, so then, when you say that was also an artist, you mean his his influence through beats and everything else, other than music, and, is what and, makes him the most yes, influential. And his and his per, and his person and his personal projects. Well, yeah. a, if you ask one person, they'll disagree with you. Who? Kodak Black. <laughs> um, I know you know this segment. It's one of our signature segments. So excited! It's time for soft move or boss. Let's get it. This one needs absolutely no explanation. Wait, they did you so bogus on that. Uh, that's no. That's actually that's it. actually much better than I really look like in, in an army shirt. To be honest with you, yeah, that's actually, no, that's actually nice. That's a compliment. This one I just couldn't I couldn't believe when this 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 kind of blew up on Twitter for a second. I just couldn't believe it. Gentleman by the name of Kodak Black, who we're all familiar with. Um, he was talking about his legacy on Instagram Live. And some people forget when they're on Instagram Live, just kind of like that it's being recorded and distributed and people can actually see it. So here's what Kodak Black had to say about his legacy while he was on Instagram Live. Quote, people trying to say, oh, I can't put myself in the category with Tupac and them. Actually, I'm better than them. You know why? Like, because I live what I rap about. Them was just like, them was just legends because they died. And he was mm. talking about Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. Soft move or boss move, <laughs> calling yourself the greatest when no one else will. So we don't have to focus on Kodak here, but just sort of like calling yourself the greatest, even though no one else on the planet considers yourself the greatest. Soft move or boss move, Cass? Uh, I, it de- to me, it depends. It's a soft move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go about She tried to be like, oh, you know. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. I like how you, you know, preference it like it has nothing to do with Kodak Black. It does. It does. If, if, you know, um, whatever, if Jay-Z is saying this, then to me, it's a boss move. You're kind of in the periphery. Peripheral. Mm -hmm. There we go. Um, Then it's a boss move. But uh, Mm. if we can't even see where you are. Yeah. Well said. Well said. If you're in the conversation and you say it, it's fine. If somebody go up to Kobe and ask him about it, he can say it. Yeah. Right. But if it's me and I'm trying to say I'm one of the greatest of all time, that's yeah. a soft and It's move. like Pascal Siakam's having a great season, right? right? right. But no one's like, he's not out here saying he's the MVP, right? You right. know, it's like you're, you're, right. not, you're, it's like you're doing great, you're fine, right? But you're not, you're not there. And, and to say that that Biggie and Tupac are legends just because they died is is a is I would say a, a misunderstanding of their body of work. Let's just say that. No, it's a bad representation of millennials. Don't oh, understand oh, history. Oh. Yes. And that leads people like us to say that when these comments I mean, I'm happen. a millennial, but I'm on the back end. I'm on the back end, okay? <laughs> oh, we're selective when you want to be a millennial. Right. Or, he may that. even be Gen X. You can I don't do even that. know. You can do that. All right. A gentleman named Nick Memo in Freetown, Massachusetts, had a box arrive at his door. Like, oh, this is weird. Big box, huh? Didn't order it. Oh, this is odd. And then you can tell in the box, it says 86-inch television. Arrives at his home. So what does he do? He opens it up, sets it up, starts starts using 86-inch television. Now, he did order a television, but it was smaller. He has then been arrested and charged for this because it was mistakenly sent to him a much more expensive television. Cass, keeping an item that's accidentally mailed to you, soft mover, boss mover. So the, this, this was on Amazon? I thought maybe like, so I had a situation where, um, you know, Bye Bye Baby sent me a bomb stroller that I did oh, not, ooh, ooh. that I did not order. What did you do? 
I hesitated. There was a little hezzy of wanting to keep it. A little hezzy. A amazing. Um, uh, but I sent it back because uh, it had the name on it of, of the person who was supposed to get oh, it. Oh, gotcha. So this was a mistake by Amazon. I believe it. His That's name was by, on this box. This is a soft move by whoever sent it. And by the police. If you're the arresting Correct. officer, yeah, the arresting officer's got to be like, oh wait, wait, I'm sorry. So you ordered a TV, they sent you a TV, but they sent you and just like a was better on it? TV. Yes, you, you sent something to my crib and they got my name on it. And I'm, I'm keeping, keeping it. it. Keeping I'm it. keeping it. Now, see, here's what I would do: is I like that you mentioned the hezzy. Because yeah. I feel like you, I would just kind of cool it for like four days. You know what I mean? <laughs> and just let it stay in the box for like four days. And then when I wake up on day five, like, oh, I'm definitely setting this up. I'm definitely setting this up and connecting it to my I don't Wi-Fi. know if I should admit this, but I'm going to because I'm on jail and yes. Oh, I love yes. this. The hesitation. Like, I thought about like, should I return this joint and try to get <laughs> Oh, I like that. Yes. Oh, I like yes. this. Yes. I like this. Yes. Oh, okay. You bring it to the store. Say, I don't, just say, don't worry. I don't need it. Don't, don't credit my account. I'll just take store credit. Baby stuff is expensive, expensive. y'all. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. See, I love this. But now, I returned it. You know, Janice got her stroller. Shout out to Janice. Shout out to Janice. You just, this you know. Good. This is good. So, what did That's your husband have to say? Yeah, he didn't do nothing with this whole process. Okay. <laughs> He's been me and only me. I love you, uh, and you're so, a great husband, but nah, you haven't been doing any of that This was stuff. like a borderline call that was very controversial. We had a story, a tweet come into our account that caused a huge controversy amongst the staff earlier today. Let's take a look at this very important tweet. Came from Gabriel. He said, "Cultural." He says, basically, soft move or boss move, grown men eating boneless wings. Boneless wings, soft move or boss move? Jalen, we'll start with you. Soft move. Definitely a soft I've move. I've never eaten a boneless wing in my life. That's a lie, but it's a soft move. Cassie? <laughs> I mean, I, I like chicken nuggets. So, like, I think, what are we talking about? So, this, Bo- this, this boneless is wing debate. is like a popper. <laughs> a chicken nugget, a chicken finger, a chicken strip, a chicken tender, and a boneless wing. Like, what really is the difference between those? Yeah, I see. That's my problem. I don't know. How they're cooked. They're all fr- breaded and fried. Not necessarily. Um, the other ones don't come initially with bones. Chicken wings do. So what do you think That's a boneless chicken wing is? A nug- a nug- and here's another thing. A nugget is a white meat. That's more of a breast type meat. Chicken wing is more of a dark meat. Oh. Like with the wing, like with the thigh, like with the leg. Like, so do you think that chick, boneless chicken wings are someone took the bones out of chicken wing meat and then re-put them together? Yeah, I don't think that's that what's work? going on there. All, all I know is either my ancestors are loving this conversation or hating it because I'm representing <laughs> this chicken conversation to the fullest. And I'm <laughs> telling you, it's a Filipinos like chicken too. Damn. <laughs> I ordered chicken wings on Friday. I ordered chicken wings what on kind, Friday. What kind? What kind? I, I I wanted hot chicken wings, and she goes, "We only have boneless." You said, "No, I don't want them." No, I said, "Well, that sounds good. I'm hungry. I'll take those. Fine." And she brought chicken tenders, and I was like, "Really? What is the difference here? This is all the same See, thing." See, that's white meat. That's that's a difference. The well, meat- then what's the difference between a tender and a strip? Because to me, then that's they're the, same the exact. Thing. Same. They're, they're the same. Exact. So there's two points in my day or my week, I should say, in which I'm basically in the spotlight. Nope, not when I'm doing Jalen and Jacoby. I'm talking about literally in a spotlight. Like a spotlight shines on the top of my dome when I'm here in the studio and when I'm in the barber chair. And I can't help but notice I'm starting to lose my hair. I really never thought it would happen to me. I saw it happen to some of my friends. 
I saw it happen to other people. I saw it happen to LeBron James. I just never thought it was going to be me. They always say, like, oh, your mom's dad, if they've got hair, then you're fine. And I never had the pleasure of meeting this man, but I said to my mom, hey, did he have hair? And he's like, yeah, he had plenty of hair. So I was never really worried about it, but I can see him creeping in the corners. I'm starting to develop that little Jokic. got that little Jokic hairline. And here's the thing. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. And the thing is, when you start to notice the hair loss, it's already too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than replace the hair you've lost. So what do you do? There's a one-stop shop that can fix all of this. Not just this. They also help you with skincare and other wellness supplements just for men. It's called 4 Thanks to science, losing your hair can be optional. 4 connects you with real doctors with medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. Well-known generic equivalents to name band prescriptions that help you keep your hair. Keep your money, keep your hair. No snake oil pills, no over-promising, nothing crazy, no awkward doctor visits. It's super easy. You answer a few quick questions, the doctor will review and then prescribe you products that you need. They'll be shipped directly to your door. Order now. Our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today. A full month of hymns for just $5. You get that right now while supplies last. Restrictions do apply. See the full website for details. But this would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4 slash J&J. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-A-N-D-J. 4 slash J-A-N-J. If you're starting to see that you might maybe be losing your hair, now is the time to act. Before it's too late, go to 4 slash J&J. We have a big news in the world of the National Football League. There was some speculation about this. The speculation is now over. Rob Gronkowski has officially retired from the National Football League. He posted it on social media. Now, a lot of discussion around Gronkowski today is, is he the greatest tight end of all time? Will he go to the Hall of Fame? He's going to the Hall of Fame, but Jalen Rose, the biggest question for you is, is he going to the Champagne and Campaign Hall of Fame? Because he has a reputation both on and off the field. Mr. Rose... Be careful because speaking about Gronkowski once got you in trouble with this company. Is Gronkowski going to be in the Champagne Campaign Hall of Fame? Are you ready for this? I'm a huge Gronk fan, but his fun is more mainstream. What do you mean? He not even in the top 10 of athletes as it relates to champagne and campaigning all time. Not even in the top 10. Like those videos that you're watching, it's just him dancing uh, spiking a beer like that that's tame what do you want him to do that's tame so let me give you some people who encompass what it takes to be oh, okay. on the list who's got, who's got of the bus champagning and campaign who's got the bus how about Wilt Chamberlain okay yeah well, he's got some numbers okay how yep. about the numbers he put up on and off the field off on and off the floor how about Iron Mike Tyson I remember a time in the mid-90s I had just got to the NBA, and I promise, I was going to Vegas when he was fighting Peter McNeely and Bruce Bruce Selden and Lennox Lewis and Evander Holyfield. And you know what we was doing afterwards? We was partying in Mike's house. <laughs> and he had livestock, okay? Livestock, okay? How about Dennis Rodman? Who went harder Notorious. than him? Notorious. No one. How about him no to one. the point where they were going to his house, stepping over people to try to get him to come to practice? And wh- how many co- hair colors did he have? How many tattoos did he have? How many piercings did he have? Okay. How about prime time? 
Prime. Just uh, skip over. You about, just skip over Joe Namath. I'm gonna go back to him. I was going. I was going. I got you. Okay. How about okay. Deion Sanders? Just Google Jerry Curl. His name will come up. How about the Jewels? How about the the flair, the fashion? The come on, man. He had an album. Okay. Talk about. <laughs> he, okay. He made an album when he was doing it. How about Joe Namath? He came up to the game with some fur coat on the sideline of a game. And not only that, is it Joe Namath would famously. Famously out and about in the New York City streets before games. Before two, three in the morning. Hey, yeah. Joe, oh, good, two, luck three. In, good luck in a few hours. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Good luck in a couple and then of hours. And they're numbers. And they guaranteed they was going to win the Super Bowl and did it. And then the Mets, the 86 Mets. Should I say more? You've seen the 30 for 30. Okay, a couple things. Whenever we make lists on this show, they're incomplete. So if you're, if you're watching the show for the first time, just understand every list that's ever been made on this show is incomplete and, it's freestyle. and, and not fully we put considered. Too much thought into this. I, mean, I, would, I would say Allen Iverson could use some consideration. Michael Jordan could use that's some, some consideration. So who do you? So now, not now. So who you putting Gronk over? Who you putting Gronk I'm over? Putting, AI? I'm, I'm putting him over prime time. <laughs> I'm putting him over prime time. I'm putting him over prime time. I just think it's like here's here's the thing. You know what? Let me tell you something, Jalen. I think so y'all let that just Gronkowski guy. is just not your brand of champagne and campaigning. No. That's what it is. It's not your brand of champagne and campaigning. It might be a little boy, a little too frat boy for your taste. A little too beer over champagne for your taste. But I'm Correct. saying objectively, Correct. And this isn't Jalen Rose's hey. champagne and campaign hall of fame, is it? Yes, because you're asking me. And okay. Okay. you just did my distinction for me. You didn't say who was in the light beer hall of fame. You have to go in the Champagne okay. and Campaign Hall of Fame. The Light Beer and Campaign Hall of Fame, Rob Gronkowski, runs the whole Correct. thing. Correct. Now, if Gronk was in a movie, it would be Animal House. No question about it. I would love to kick it with Gronk. But the guys that I just gave you on a list are all-time legendary Champagne and Campaign first ballot Hall of Famers. Jalen. Uh, not a great weekend for the Boston Celtics. I'm no. sure that they were happy that everyone was focused on college basketball because their NBA basketball didn't go very well. They lost to the Spurs yesterday, but it was really Saturday against the Hornets when they just kind of completely collapsed, mm-hmm. giving up a huge lead and struggling. What do you think about the Celtics' struggles the last four games as they head into the playoffs? I think about the Celtics, what I said about KD earlier in the show. There's a lot of speculation of whether he and or Kyrie will leave their current teams. I'm now to the point of talking about why they should leave. And for one, Kyrie, he plays on the Boston Celtics, who will look up at the Raptors and say, you're not, you're, you ain't one of these guys. Like, we got 17 championships. You can look in the locker room. Well, we made it to the conference finals without him. And now all of a sudden, you thrust him back into the lineup. When Kimball Walker goes off and he talks in the media and he says, wait, 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 wait. Let, let's listen to what Kyrie okay. Irving okay, cool. had to say right okay. after Kimball Walker dominated the Celtics okay. in the fourth quarter. Glad you got that. Kimba gets it going like that. How, how tough is he to stop? It's one-on-one. I have pride. Um, you know, down the stretch, try to come in and help as much as possible. We should have probably trapped him a little bit more like every other team does in the league. Um, you know, but we didn't. So. Torches us every time we play him, so it's no surprise. Oh, oh, but uh, there's some there's some subtext there, Mr. Rose. So uh, please, please tell me, as someone who's been in front of the press after a losing game, what is he really trying to say? 
So, first and foremost, he said it takes one-on-one pride. And then in the next word, he said help. Then in the next word, he said trap. And then after that, he said, like the other teams in the like league do. Like every other team in the league does. And then to finish it off, he says he tortures us every time. So so that's clearly a shot and shade at the coaching staff, at the game plan. Mm-hmm. That shows a lack of trust that your best player, in which Kyrie Irving is. No By question. the way, if I'm building a team, it ain't 12 people that I could pick that I pick on my squad instead of Kyrie. No. Like, he got game. But being a leader and being the best player is two different things. A lot of times people think they walk hand in hand. They don't. And so he had this turnkey situation where he fell in the Boston. Great young talent. Great coach. Great management. Great assets. Great history. But he's not happy. He and KD at the press conference at periods of this year look exactly the same. Like they're unhappy. So as his move goes, it seems his team follows and they're not playing well. And then all of a sudden, they are playing well. They were without Tatum. They were without Horford against the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. And then not somebody in the backcourt went off on them. Somebody in the front court, LaMarcus Aldridge, went off on them for 48 points. So that lets you know that they're not competing defensively as a unit. And this is why... They better be lucky that they possibly get a chance to face an Indiana Pacers team in the first round who play hard as any team in the league, but they won't have their best player. Yep. The Pacers are great defensively, too. Absolutely. And so now I'm at the point where I'm like, wait a minute. If the Pacers get the fourth seed. No. If they get the fourth no. seed, that's going to be a dogfight series. I don't see it happening. If I they, think the Celtics win that no matter what seed they end up in. But it how could many go. Games? How many games? I'll tell you when we do the playoff preview. Okay. I'll tell but, you when we do the but, playoff but preview. But think about what that says about a talented Celtics team. Of course. That you feel like they're going to have a long series versus a team that plays with No effort, All-Stars. And no All-Stars. No All-Stars. Jalen, I know you're invested in the ball family. Right, you know, you you wanted Lavar Ball to adopt you, and everything seemed to be going so well for Lavar and Lonzo and Lamelo and Angelo and the Big Baller brand. But guess what? Not everything was going great mm. for the Big Baller brand. Mm. Alan Foster, a friend of the family, reportedly cannot account for approximately one point five million dollars of Big Baller brand money. Mm. And Lonzo, not happy about this. No, here's what Lonzo had to say about it. Quote. He uses access to my business and personal finances to enrich himself. As a result, I've decided to sever ties with Allen, effective immediately. And then here's where it really gets bad. Because you know when you go on Instagram and you delete all of your Big Baller brand posts, all of the posts that feature your father, that something has happened. Jalen, what do you make of this extremely, and I'm saying this seriously, important news in the business of Lonzo Ball. Well, it becomes uncomfortable because you're not only talking about business, but you're talking about a father-son relationship mm-hmm. with multiple kids for public consumption in a family that have made themselves celebrities in their own right. So now it's multiple chapters into this large book of circumstance that while Alan is the person that he's saying that he severs ties to, it also acknowledges that he got introduced to him via his father and that they were friends over, for over a decade. Yes. So usually when that happens, when somebody introduced me to somebody, 
and that relationship doesn't go and bad. And you vouch for and them that, and in you a you business vouch, sense? Correct. And that, and that goes bad to $1.5 million bad. Then all of a sudden, now it goes from being just, I'm going to rock the shoes. I'm going to rep the gear. I'm going to be happy that I'm a 50% owner to, I'm off this. Because the last time I checked, it's only one of us playing in the league. And then he took That's it, me. He took it pretty far when he but did a post with a Nike slogan on it. It's only a crazy dream until you do it. That's a Nike slogan. And he put himself in the rafters, which I thought was interesting as well. King James liked it. Hmm. Moving on to bigger and better. Hashtag my own man. This is pretty deep because this is not just, hey, business deal gone wrong. We've seen that with NBA players. Time and time again, unfortunately. But this is family dynamics, father-son trust. Like, this isn't going to be the last we hear about this. And if you're LeVar Ball, you kind of have to say something. You know I hate this a lot because, one, I wanted to see them succeed as a business conglomerate. Of course. I wanted other people to take that motto and have the courage that they can also do this. I wanted to see this family as a collection have success because we've got a chance to get to know each of these people in their own way, shapes, and forms. Um, you know how much I love LeBar as somebody that grew up without a father. We've had him and LaMelo on the show. And so, like, I want to see them have a level of happiness and success that these type of situations being talked about on our show really make that relationship tough to garner because I know if he's unhappy with Allen. At some, in some way, shape, or form, he's obviously unhappy with his father. I look well. forward to the press release that says Alan Foster is no longer part of this company and Lonzo looks forward to rejoining the big baller brand. And this was just a tough patch for them. I hope that is the case. Jalen Rose, Cam Newton had somewhat of a disappointing series along with the Carolina Panthers in general. Disappointing season last year. And, uh, this offseason, he's working to improve himself to come back as strong as he can. He has surgery, and he's also said he's going to stop gambling. He's turned vegan. And on the James Corden show, he told us that he was going to be abstinent in the month of March. Mm. That he was going to refrain from, you know, things of that nature. Mm. So, Mr. Rose, what do you think about this strategy from Cam Newton? A unique approach. Um, I'm not sure what his personal dynamics are as it relates to um, relationships. But I will say this. For all young people, in order to achieve your goals, there has to be some level of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's only 24 hours a day. It's only seven days in a week. Yeah. So if you want to make certain strides in your life, you want to make certain goals happen. That means you got to give up a lot of the things that you feel oh, like are taking Jaylen. your time and energy and holding you Over back. Over the course of us doing this show, I've seen you dramatically change your lifestyle. I've seen you change your diet. I've seen you change your wardrobe. Would you ever consider, you know, joining Mr. Newton and taking a month off? Only if I was like a boxer and I was going to get like a $100 million purse. Even then, I know you well enough to know. <laughs> so you'd be like, I want twice. Boxer, boxers do this. But, you know, they do this when they're leading up into a fight, you know? Uh, uh, hey, this, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. <laughs> Cam, here's my question. Do you think he's really going to do it? No. I don't think so either. No. I think it's just, he's just on no. a talk show. He's just saying no. things. He knows that we're going to talk about it, but he's not really going to do yeah, it. Yeah, there have been, been some public figures who talked about, like, doing this and mm-hmm. or like being virgins and then we come out later to realize they weren't necessarily doing what they said ladies 
Hey, ladies! We need you to leave us voicemails. 98580-JALEN. Leave us voicemails. We do exclusively female voicemails on Wednesdays. So we need your voicemails. Thank you so much for calling in and leaving those. Secondarily, we need more voicemails. We need more voicemails. Please say the number again. Call 98580-JALEN. And you can leave us voicemails. 98580-JALEN. Please at least two people. Reggie is out today. So I'm real curious where Brad wants to take this conversation. Brad, what's the first voicemail? Hey, man. What's up? Um, Shout out, Reggie. I love the show. First time caller. Long time listener. Forget what that dude talking about. Y'all messing the intro up. Forget him. We need to goddamn get rid of him. We need to um, cancel him or something, man. That intro is fire. This pillow out of Louisiana. Holla. That's my guy right there. <laughs> Shout out to Louisiana. LSU still advancing in the tournament. Wishing their squad luck. Watched a couple of their players rocking the extra short shorts. Um, Here's what I would say. What's that? To T-Law. I agree with you. And we are in the process of doing what I call bringing the intro to life. Where you don't necessarily only have to hear the podcast to hear the intro. And we got a couple of things that we're cooking on to try to make that happen. Stay tuned. But we appreciate the support. And again, tell a friend to tell a friend. 98580JALEN. If you want to be on the podcast, if you want to be on our television show, it's really simple. Just leave us a voicemail. That's all you have to do. And women in particular, on Wednesdays, we trying to honor you. It's the least we could do. So please leave us some voicemails so we can make sure that we pay homage. They could be boss move or soft move. They could be cultural or regional. It could be relationship advice. It could be about sports. It could be about entertainment. It could be about Jacoby not being the capo of the minivan mafia anymore. Whatever you want to leave a voicemail about, we welcome your participation. I like that voicemail because didn't even ask a question. You could tell he was super comfy. You know, he was relaxed. He was confident in his voice. He didn't have to practice it four times. And he was just like, you know what? Forget that dude trying to cancel the intro. <laughs> All right. Like, I'm a part of the family, and we yeah. ain't doing that. We ain't having any. He, that was his first time calling, too. Right. He was just like, I need to, I need to call in I about need to this. make sure yeah. I call in. I need to call in I don't about even this. know if they really What's thinking that number about it again? Or not. What's that number again? <laughs> Jalen, do you know the number? Oh, you had to look. I do. 985 80 J A L E. write it down so he could read it. You know the reason why? Because I don't know if it's a reflex. I always want to think 1 800. I know. When I'm thinking it has to be for the something. longest time. And also, even 888 or, yeah, yeah. or 877, yeah. but it's 985, which yeah. I've never heard of before. Whatever. I think it's toll free. 98580 right. Jalen. Let's listen to another voicemail. What up, yo? This is Dave from Canton, Ohio. I just got a quick cultural or regional question. Kombucha. Is it cultural or is it regional? Because my friends keep drinking it. I've never really seen it until more recently. Even one of my friends is calling it booch. That's really weird to me. But what do you think? Cultural or regional? Shout out to Red. 
Shout out to my boy, Evie. Talk to you later. All right. Dave and Canton ask the questions, cultural or regional. And there's certain times there's, there's certain exceptions. It's not simply cultural or regional. This is also universal and medicinal. Here's the thing. Kombucha, both cultural and regional. If you don't live in a major metropolitan area on the east or the west coast, you don't even know what kombucha is. And shout to you. And it's expensive. It is. And you know what else I found out about it? Because I used to be into the booch. I even called it booch before. It's like a, 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 a it costs like a, one bottle. It costs like $5, right? $6? And you think you're doing something real healthy? A lot of sugar in there. <laughs> a lot of sugar in there. You're like, oh, this is healthy. Like people do yoga. They drink this. And healthy people, vegans drink this. Oh, this is good. It, it's a lot of sugar in there. And also they say the probiotics inside. The probiotics are really good for your digestive system. If I don't know what it is or how it works... I'm supposed to take your word for it? And also, like, you know what helps your digestive system? Not eating bad. Yeah, not not drinking juice or not drinking drinks not that have drinking 50 something grams of after sugar. You've been eating bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what's good for your digestive system. I've never been like, oh, I just need some kombucha to settle my stomach. Never once did I say that. Instead, I drink kombucha and tell myself it's settling my stomach just because someone else said that one time it would do that. I used to be big on the booch. Out on the booch. Now. Oh, you got, you got a nickname? I'm big on the booch. Yeah, Dave brought up that some people call it the booch. I'll dabble in it from time to time. Now, GT's I, I, trilogy. I, I, I would believe that calling it the booch is cultural. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, I think everything about the booch is cultural and regional. Because <laughs> they sell it at the yoga spot. <laughs> and so I used to fall for that. But not, not no more. You're just on an entire health kick. Not anymore. Like, I'm gonna pay for yoga. I'm gonna pay for the booch. I'm gonna pay for water. Here's the thing. You know, get a mat, get a couple of towels. You can do yoga on Monday and you can drink the booch, but that's not gonna cancel out Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like that's not, that's not how it works. And I'm really just speaking to myself, not even the audience at this point. Thank you so much for the calls. I also want to thank Cassie Hubbard for coming, gracing us. With her presence, her insight, and her story about almost stealing a stroller. Hilarious. You know she really stole it. She just thought about it when she was talking about it. She's like, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. say that. I don't think so. She thought about she it. Draw, she drew. She drew. How about a, this? I would bet that she got in the vehicle. And put the and box in the vehicle? Put no. the box in the car and went with the intention. And then she was like, you know what? I ain't going to do that. I don't think so. Because putting the box in the car is hard enough. That's just That's too much work. <laughs> that's too much work. We have a show tomorrow. We will be back. Why is that KRS? Got to give the